Warning! The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It will cause you not to eat your vegetables, and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental. Unless we're specifically noted, otherwise in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated, and new celebrity has endorsed any aspect of the show. Hey everyone, and welcome out to the good, the bad, and the geeky GBG drive-by. What's up? So, um, before we get into our topic for today, on this GBG drive-by episode 266, FYI to check out our sponsors, Ultimate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, UTMNT.com. You can also check out Pack Rat Comics, home of great comic books, graphic novels, t-shirts, uh, toys, all kinds of stuff, and of course board games, which is a big thing I'm really into as of late. So check them out, packratcomics.com. Also, they're the home of the It's All Been Done Radio Hour every uh, month, second Saturday of that month. The next show, I believe, is October 12th. Uh, if not, if I'm wrong, you just want to make sure, and you want more information, you want more deets, as if it were, go to itsallbeendoneradiohour.com. All one word, it's all been radio hour, it's all been done RadioHour.com. Wow, that's a, that's a mouthful sometimes, but it's such a great show, um, and I'm not saying that because our old pal uh, Jerome Wetzel and Jimmy Daly wrote it. No, it's actually a phenomenally fun thing to do. Um, it's really, it's actually what I wish our Christmas show could be. Um, Jimmy's found the formula and is making it work, so um, please check it out. Uh, with that said, also uh, October 12th will be our first GBG Live, our normal podcast episode live. It'll be me, Jimmy, and uh, Nathan. Again, that's a uh, half hour or so after the It's All Been Done Radio Hour, so around like 8.30 or so. 7 p.m. is when the It's All Been Done Radio Hour starts. So again, that's at Pack Rat, Pack Rat Comics. Check that out. All right, and finally, audibletrial.com forward slash goodbaggeeky. Get your 14-day trial over at audibletrial.com forward slash goodbaggeeky. Over 140, or not, not even 140, 180,000 titles to choose from. How, uh, how bitchin' and sweet is that? I think it's pretty darn sweet. So, again, check them out. So, this week's episode um, is... I don't know why I'm feeling the need to talk about it, but um, I think I know a little bit why. So, uh, I'm... I don't want to say too much, but long story short, I've been watching Doctor Who, and again, and watching it with my girlfriend, who's catching up. We were, the goal was to try to get caught up by the September 19th premiere. That's not going to happen now, and that sucks. It, it really does, but uh, what I will say is that it's a lot of fun to watch these with her, and... Um, she enjoys the show for the most part. I don't know if she's going to enjoy Peter Capaldi. We're literally in the home stretch of Matt Smith's run. So the last, uh, I think, eight episodes where it's it's just Matt Smith and Clara, Clara, whatever. Uh, and and I, I'm one of the few people, um, and I'm sure uh, Jimmy and I will probably discuss this on a later episode. Uh, I Because it's been announced today uh, for those uh, that are yesterday, but when I'm recording this, uh, 
Clara is no longer going to be on the show. She is leaving at the end of Series 9. So, um, I, I think that her character has run the gamut. I doesn't mean I do not like Clara. I love Clara, actually. I, I really enjoy her. I think that, at least with, with Matt Smith's Doctor, there was a really nice back and forth going on, even when things got a little uh, dry at times with her story arc. With that being said, I've really enjoyed her with Peter Capaldi because it's a nice um, back and forth between the two, which is he doesn't really grasp if he's a good man or not because he's not really all settled in yet. Um, and Clara, I think, is a good back, you know, away from that. She remembers the doctor who was goofy, light, silly, fun, and this one is not so much that. Um, which is, to me, a lot of fun. I, it's, a, it's a nice new way to see the Doctor, but um, I digress. I don't just dis completely hate Clara. I do think that some, her arc in this last season was sort of all over the place. Um, it's either she's with him or not, that kind of thing. So why? Uh, but either or. Uh, we're, we're watching Doctor Who, and uh, it's very apparent, you know, we're not going to catch up. But, in watching it, we're getting to the point where Matt Smith's Doctor uh, dies. He regenerates. And um, one of my favorite bits of music is, um, I, I'm going to mispronounce this, Val, Vale Dicem, or Vale Dicem which is uh, Farewell 10, if you want to translate it into English. I think it's Latin for Farewell 10. And it's the song that is played when uh, the 10th Doctor, David Tennant, which, again, is my favorite Doctor. It's my girlfriend's favorite Doctor um, when he passed away. And, and I just started thinking about, well, what, why, why is David Tennant my favorite Doctor? And Because and, if you really think about it, Doctor Who doesn't really change too much. The actor who plays him add something a little new and different to the role, but, like, I don't know why, but I just really love the, the hell out of David Tennant, because I, for me, he humanized the Doctor in such a way that, um, like, he was still the Doctor, he was still fantastic, he was clever, but, like, we got to see a little bit more of his human side, and I really love that a lot, and I connect with it on such a deep level. Um, wish Fulfillment Fantasy also kicks in a little bit, like, we all wish we were the Doctor, you know what I mean? We all wish we were that smart, that clever, and right on top of the game. But in the same instance, though, too, uh, the 10th Doctor was not all he was cracked up to be. Um, he needed companionship, uh, whether it be with uh, Rose, who he, he truly loved, or whether it be with um, Donna Noble or uh, Martha Jones. He, uh, he needed someone there to counterbalance him, and when he, when that wasn't there, he got very dark, he got, like, he got a big head on his shoulders, and, and also some of that stemmed from the fact that he could have killed his own people much, much sooner, and done this horrible thing, and save species, as, I, as you hear that, there were, uh, beings that died during the Time War, uh, due to the interference from the Time Lords and the Daleks. It's not just, oh, the Daleks, it's both of them. And I'm really fascinated by that. So, And that's why one of my favorite lines in The Day of the Doctor is there's the Doctor who regrets and the Doctor who forgets. 
So, and of course, the Doctor Who Forgets is Matt Smith's uh, Doctor, the 11th Doctor, and David Tennant, the 10th Doctor, is the Doctor Who Regrets. And you have this, that's so, and regret is a, is a real, real human emotion that, you know, that we all fight every day in some different ways, maybe not as much as others, but we always have that little twinge of regret and doubt that we have and creep in the back of our skull, um, just, you know, nodding at us and saying, hey, don't you regret doing that or saying that or whatever. And the doctor, we don't usually get that semblance of regret too often, but with David Tennant we did, and um, just because how he react, he was, again, he responded like when he got angry, like he got angry. Matt Smith's version of anger to me was, was not, um, he was, Matt Smith to me was like a, a school teacher a little bit. I know he looked like that because of the tweet and all that, but with David Tennant, it was a little bit more like, uh, this dude's a badass and he will murder you all if you're not careful. You don't want to piss him off. Matt Smith was the angry school teacher who possibly could murder you all, but, um, I, and I really love that side of it. And, and also his response to dying is, is even like, you know, some of the other doctors, it's been more, oh, okay, that's fun. It, it's time for regeneration. And this one, it was a little bit more, I, I think, you know, we as human beings really relate to mortality and all this stuff. And uh, it, it's challenging when you get news that, you know what, you have cancer, you're probably going to die. Um, we have some options here, but if we can't get those options through, then I'm really sorry, but you're going to pass away. Like, what do you do? Like, what's your response? Like, you know, what do you say to that? Take away from the fact that you're a guy who travels in time and is really important. You know what I mean? You take that away from it. You know, there's that thing that adults and older people say uh, ever since you're little. It's like, oh, this person passed away. What a loss. You know? And, and it's... What, what a loss, what a cliche, you know what I mean? And, and it isn't until you find out more about the person, truly what a loss it is, because someone has touched somebody else's lives for the good or, or, or better. And usually, even the meanest person has touched someone's life in a good way, whether they know it or not. So, and it, it is a loss in, in many ways. Unless you're Hitler, then you, fuck you, you can die. But everybody, I mean, there's, there's a real sense of loss with human life, um, or at least with decent people. There's a sense of, and of course there's the, what a loss, they could have done so much more. And what's the one thing that David Tennant's 10th Doctor really proclaims? He's like, oh, I could have done so much more. I, I, I could have, there was so much more I wanted to do. There's so much more I could have done. But, you know, and then you, you know, you had to, you know, that kind of thing. But that's a very human response to, to passing away and, and I, I I don't know like that that moves me and of course his last line is one of my favorites is I, I don't want to go and you know I, and I don't love Matt Smith's ending uh, Jimmy I pointed this out to, to Jimmy uh, the other day during a writing session and I and his response is like, yeah, but he's the only doctor that lived forever. He passed away of old age. And I'm like, that 
means nothing to me. Like there is no, there's for me, there's no emotional connection. Is that something that he wanted? Uh, you know what I mean? Like if that's what he wanted in a way, then that was awesome. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it doesn't ring to me as a. Uh, it doesn't ring as something that's heartfelt and tragic about that. I mean, he enjoyed the town of Christmas. He enjoyed making the kid. So I guess that's the thing that really just sort of. It, it didn't really seem to me like a huge uh, loss for him. When, he, when Matt Smith's character goes, it isn't until his final few moments where, you know, he does that. It's one of the most brilliant final lines of, you know, that's all we are, isn't it? Just breath on the glass or breath on a mirror. And then like that, we're gone. And of course, I, I remember, and if I find it, I'll post it up there, but I thought there was an interview with Matt Smith and Stephen Moffat where, uh, where Moffat made a big deal. He's like, my goal is to make Matt Smith cry during the, during the script reading. And but that's because I know Matt well enough, and I I'm right, I want to write for him, and not for the, just for the doctor. And so that that final line is um, you know a little bit of uh, I really I like that which he's like I'll always remember when the doctor was me, and that's a very and that's a very fun response. It's playing. You know, playing it up for Matt, and of course Matt was—he—he he did make him cry, if I remember correctly. But uh, in that whole moment, it's really beautiful. It's really wonderful um, because, in a way, the Doctor, when he dies, does die a little bit, and that's—they don't really touch on that always. But that's a really fun and unique approach. But. Uh, it, it, I don't know, it just, besides those final moments, it doesn't lack the same punch as David Tennant's does. And, uh, and I, and that's what I think is just because we saw a little more of a human side with Tennant than we did with Matt Smith. Um, not to say that we didn't get those moments, with, but I guess it, it wasn't earned as much for me. Like, hey man, I'll throw it out there. I still cried like a baby when Matt Smith went, but, uh, um, if I watch the episode, it's just because those final moments are so beautifully done. That's what gets me. It's not like the whole, like the last 10 minutes of end of time, usually 20 minutes, I'm, I'm, I'm a sobbing mess. You know what I mean? And I, I just felt and feel like, you know what? That's, I think, why I love David Tennant's Doctor the most. And I wanted to share that out there with you guys. Uh, something else I'll throw out there that I've seen is I've watched Gotham season one, uh, and I completed it. What happened was, is that I'm cutting cable, and well, I might talk about this at, on a later episode, just because I've been a little more adept to it and used to it at this point, but I uh, canceled cable, and I am no longer having it, but there, before I got rid of my DVR, there were certain episodes on there that I needed to watch, and one of them was Gotham. I had the last four episodes on there, and I don't know what it was, but when I got behind, it was just like, uh, I like it, but I don't know if I can put up with this. Like, I don't have a lot of time as is. The show doesn't scream to me, oh, I need to watch this. So, but I was like, you know what? Jimmy saw the, the, the first episode of season two, and he goes, it's fantastic. If they can keep this up, this is what I want from Gotham. So I was like, okay. So I went back, and I finished the last four episodes, and 
he's right. The end of that season is phenomenal. Um, there are some 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 uh, misses along with the hits. A lot more hits though. Um, like I really like how it played out, and it made me excited for what they can do. In yeah, with season two, but. So if you get a chance, I would suggest really, you know, giving giving Gotham a shot. I, for the most part, it, it is very case of the week, and that part sucks. But um, I really enjoy. I will say too, I I don't like the. I will say one of the things that irked me is like when it happened, uh, I didn't feel it was as well earned as well as the Riddler necessary necessarily. Um, I really felt like the the Riddler's turn at the end of season one, when it happened, it was brilliantly well done. But to see to see it actually done, that's the or how it was done. I felt there should have been a little bit more um, with the with the whole with just the whole. Um, build up to it, like, a little bit more of the cop and, and, and Enigma. And I don't like, I don't love the fact that he's going to probably kill her. I, I have this feeling that that's what's going to happen, and, and I don't love that. I think that's very, um, I think that's, that sucks. I, I don't think Enigma would do that. In a way, they're sort of combining Enigma along with the Mad Hatter, and I don't love that, or maybe it just feels that way to me. Uh, or maybe it's just like I've grown up with the Batman animated series, which is, like, yes, it's a cartoon, but it's just one of the more def uh, definite versions of Batman that's out there that is really well done. And those episodes of the Riddler uh, introduction, which I believe is John Glover in, in, in the animated series version, and he is an amazing... Riddler. They, it's not played the same exact way. I mean, the Riddler just loves riddles, and it's a revenge story. Um, but the Mad Hatter is a story about a, a guy who uh, Jarvis, uh, I can't remember his last name, but Kalu Kalei, he loves this girl named Alice, and her boyfriend is a bit of a jerk to her, and he decides to take his technology and help her, but in the process it, it mind controls them. And, and, of course Nygma's big thing is riddles and all that stuff, but the death itself was a little gruesome. I, I would have liked to see more of a, of a battle, I guess, between how Nygma play, deals with that. Like, instead it's just, nope, he just deals with it and he's happy and, and whatever, and not happy necessarily, but I mean, we can see the split, and apparently that carries over into uh, Season 2. But I guess I would like a little more from that. So, that was a bit of a, of a bummer. But still, again, at the end of the day, if you take some of those minor little, uh, little things away, it was really a great end to a season and and I hope that they learn what did and didn't work and really play upon that so and the twist with Barbara well done I, I, I was surprised by that but I was I was I greatly enjoyed that um, to me it completely feels like they're gonna make her now um, 
Harlequin. And that would be neat. Again, I would say for anyone who's a Batman fan but hasn't seen the show, that if you are not used to the Batman mythos, this show might be more up your alley. But if you're a hardcore fan, this this show might really piss you off more than anything. Because it's a complete reimagining of the whole thing. Um, But I'm intrigued by it. I wouldn't mind continuing to watch it. I... If the show would last that long, I would like to see Batman, and I hope they introduce Batman. I think that would be really amazing and awesome to see how Batman deals with some of that. And, yeah. The Penguin is, of course, one of the most brutally and brutal characters that are that's on the show, and he's such a... I think it's Robin Lord Taylor. He's such a, he does such a great job with that. So, um, so Gotham's a great show check it out. Alright, well that's all I have to really talk about on this DVD episode. Uh, oh, you know what? I'll talk about one more thing just real quick, is that we're funded on UTMNT for second printing of issue one. We are funded. So thank you everyone who donated, spent some time and money. And I might do a, an episode uh, of the podcast where we talk to the ins and outs of crowdfunding. And what I've learned, what I didn't learn. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was it's a real fascinating process. And I'm, I'm just now on this next wave of what to do and how to do it. So I will get back to all of you with what the next step is um, on a later episode and just sort of talk about it, discuss it further. So, again, thank you all very much for listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. We appreciate you putting up, too, with these GBG drive-bys. I know that it's sometimes more fun with Jimmy and I or Nathan and I or all three of us in some cases, but um, with our schedules, it, it's a little hectic. And uh, Jimmy's going to be doing his own on Fear the Walking Dead because he had some very different opinions on the show than I did and it's going to be, I'm really fascinated to see what he likes about the show and why he thinks it works um, you know I, I'm just watching it to watch it I, it doesn't call my name and saying hey you need to watch this blah 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 but uh, still it's going to be really awesome to get his thoughts on the next episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky if you would like to subscribe to our podcast iTunes keyword Good, Bad, Geeky or go to gbgpodcast.com and we can help, uh, you can stream the episode or download it that way as well. Thanks again for listening, everybody, on the good, the bad, and the geeky. Get out of here with that cheese! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you start up, cheapers! Go have some coffee with cream or something! Because I'll tell you something! This is a happy place! What the fuck am I supposed to say? <laughs> what the song is that?